When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the second episode of The Blathering Conversation. I have changed the title since last time. I was going with a <laughs> wordplay thing that I hate. I, I was up late at night staring at the ceiling going, why did I announce that the name was a blathervation? What am I, an idiot? We're not doing that. So uh, th- welcome to the rebranded The Blathering Conversations. And with me today is a friend, a colleague, and he's a fan of, of me, and I'm a fan of him. And we're going to talk to Alden Diaz today. Uh, Alden, first of all, please praise me for changing the title. I think it's a good move. I think that combinations of words to make new words is very, like, 2000s. I think we're past it. <laughs> yes. I think blather, yes. blathervation is totally the type of thing that, like, Disney Channel would, would <laughs> yes. brand something as. Yes. <laughs> it's just so dumb. It's so dumb. I got a message from... Uh, Friend of the show, John Mariano, who is like he's he's great with branding and stuff like that and, and good notes, but he just sent he sent a big paragraph. And I read it. Johnny, if you're listening, I read it, but I didn't even need to read it. I just was like, I'm already changing the name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already changing you're like, name. you saw the paragraph, you're like, I know this is about black <laughs> This is about, I can about feel it. it. I don't have look, you know, and, and everyone knows I hate puns and I hate wordplay, but it doesn't mean I don't think people are good at it. Uh, my, my friend Josh McCuga is good at it. My, my old friend Maude Garrett was, it was, is good at it. Your friend Kelly Knox, good at it. Wordplay and puns, there's, yeah. I'm not one of those people. There we are. It's a, it's a hard, I mean, you're the, the actual like tried and true comic. Like mm. it's gotta be one of the more specific and difficult forms to be good at in a way that's not gimmicky. Like it has to be up yes. there with like physical comedy for like, yeah. You're either good at it or not. There's not a lot in between. Yeah, it's when I a long time ago when at my old job, one of the store managers pulled me aside and we were friendly and he was like, I'm thinking of trying comedy. I'm like, that's great. And he's like, I've got some impressions. And I was like, just don't do Christopher Walken and you're okay. And he literally was like, oh, okay. And it's a, it's a fine line between genius mm-hmm. and failure. Uh, but uh, someone who rides the line very well in life is Alden Diaz. He hosts a lot of podcasts. <laughs> You've probably heard Octo Radio. You definitely have heard him hanging out with me on Casterly Talk. We can't wait to get that back up and running. By the way, if you're a Casterly Talk fan, uh, we, we'll have some stuff to announce soon. I still can't. Uh, I'm choosing not to cover with the SAG after strike still going as at the time of this recording. WJ's wrapped up. Alden, even though you might have covered some of the stuff, uh, you're, you're trying to hold the line as best you can, too. So Cashly Talk will be back, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on, the, on the Star Wars side, you know, for both of us, that being such a focus, it's really like screeched to a hold. I've, co- I've covered a couple books because, yeah. you know, the publishing industry is not struck. It's, it's right. one of those, like, find the line that works for you. Cashly Talk was in a situation where all those shows weren't on anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was... It was yeah. a little bit less of a, of, of a you know, a knife. <laughs> like you didn't feel that wound, but yeah. um, it, it is exciting to to think about the future. And I'm excited about what we have to share, not to be such a tease, but yeah, yeah. it'll be, yeah. I, I feel good about where 
the industries are headed out of the abyss that they've been in for the last three, four months. I hope so. And a lot more stuff here on my YouTube channel. Stick around, subscribe, do all those things. And one of the reasons I, I had a great time with Adam Knight last week talking uh, about life, the universe, and pro wrestling. And we, you and I could probably do that too. You're, 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 you're a fan. I think you I think you would do good in wrestling. You'd be a good mouthpiece, an announcer. Um, I think you could. I think you could do that. We could discuss that down the line here. But. Before I get to all this stuff, really, the big reason I wanted you here today is I was trying to think about who do I want to talk to? Uh, who do I know? And, and I want to get myself comfortable with my own new format and the, my own way of new, uh, new way of approaching interviews. And you and I have a rapport. We have a chemistry. Um, but you and I really have only talked on air about, about the pop culture stuff, about the shows and the movies mm -hmm. and the books and the stories. Uh, now we're going to get real. Are you afraid of this? Am I afraid of, of this exact moment? <laughs> uh, a little bit. But that's only because I get your texts. Mm. And I know, <laughs> and I know that you're in a place. Ah, and so this yeah. could be, this could be anything. This could be anything. You, you knew, you knew that I would be on this guest list because when you want to rage, who's always there? Yes. I'm there. Yes. Yes. When I have a virtual baseball bat in my hand and I want to just, you know, thump some Easter eggers, you, 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 you're the guy I text. Um, even though, you know, we don't always agree. I'm still struggling in that one space show. I like it a lot better than I did four weeks ago, but I'm still struggling. But we'll talk about this another time. Here's my first question. The only question I had planned for you, sir. Okay. Yes. Uh, I've known of you for a while. I'd say 2018, 2019 range. We met in 2019. Yeah. Started working together shortly after that. Really respect a lot of your skills. I want to talk about that down the line. But one of the things I was drawn to you as, as a friend is I'm like, this youngster, this youngster. And I, I don't, you're not like my adopted son or like my, I'm your uncle. You're my nephew type of a found family <laughs> relationship. You're more like if I had a stepmother and you were my stepmother's sister's son. Like you're like a second cousin to me. But um, you're an old soul. Hmm. And my first question to you is, are you just an old soul that read a lot of books over your age group when you were younger, or are you just broken? What's the difference? And are, is oh, the difference? So, so both. Like, I think you become one because of, like, a fundamental break that mm -hmm. happens very, very early. Yes. Um, and, and that's in, like, big, heavy, dark, like, you know, I, I never had a father type ways, but also in like light, funny, I was chubby and like wasn't good at sports type ways. And so like you, both of those combine <laughs> and and there's one way out, which is like one way well read. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's one way out to be well read, to be clever, to try to listen to older people. Yeah. Um, I, I was always fascinated by older people. Yeah. I, I liked storytellers. I would watch like inside the actor's studio with James Lipton, rest in peace. Lovely. Um, he's the, the best. And I, and when I would spend summers in Connecticut, which is where I'm originally from um, at the diner, I would sit with really less supervision than there probably mm -hmm. should have been. Um, I would just mosey over to like where like all the veterans sat mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. would just sit and listen to them tell war stories or oh, wow. you know just complain about things and they just like they didn't mind they thought it was funny i guess yeah and i would just get my own little meal and sit there and not say anything but just listen to these guys talk and would see some of the same guys as i got a little bit older yeah and then they all died <laughs> yeah i know that feeling <laughs> I know that's a, there used to be a great group at the farmer's market where i worked at a bunch of old guys used to joke around and then one by one 
the group got smaller. It was just the mortality of life facing yeah. me over my coffee. Um, okay, so, but I'm, so I'm not off base saying you're an old soul, right? You do you feel that? Oh yeah, I've, okay. al- I've always felt that. I it was hard to like. I was an easy child. Um, so was I. Thought, I. So was I. I just feel like I was really yeah. It was easy. Mm-hmm. I didn't act out. I didn't mm-hmm. run away. I didn't have tantrums. I just that was just lucky. You know, my sister was a devil child. My sister was the worst, has done it all, seen it all, <laughs> run away, punched people out, got into fights, just everything you can think of. She's been there. Yeah. But I was easy. And, and but when I did mess up, it was, I was, it was hard to, I was hard to punish mm. because it was like, what, what is go to your room to a child who will just read? Like, right. so I would just grab a book and just sit in there and come back out later and be like, I finished the book. Am I still punished? Like just <laughs> things like that. I, I would want my I, mom didn't restrict me mm-hmm. on anything I read, watched, played, or the only time she ever, ever stepped in front of the television and was like, nope, was a South Park episode. But that was just because she, she like, she, I guess, was like, this This could go into offense that I don't want him repeating. Or she just stuff. didn't want you to become a libertarian or something like that. Right, like yeah. Choose a side. Like I don't want. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want a Cartman. I don't. I don't care if you become a Republican. Don't be a libertarian. No. Um. Yeah, this is fascinating. There's a lot of similarity. I'm unraveling why why we work so well together and are friends. Like I, I was the quiet good kid. My sister, God love her. Uh, she's doing great now. It was a little bit more of the breaking all the rules, call the problem. And then yeah, I've been trying to find a way to talk about this on stage too. It's amazing ringing that up of just like what is the punishment? Like you want to. I'm going to go sit on my couch in my room and read all my G.I. Joe Choose Your Own Adventure books? Heaven. Like, the punishment yeah. The punishment is to send me outside. Go Send me to a party. That'd be the punishment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If they had said, like, run laps or, like, go, go climb that one tree that you climbed one time and were afraid to jump down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that type of stuff, that would have been more suitable for me. But, yeah, I was a super old soul. I would ask really big questions. I was great examples. Like I was baptized Catholic. Mm. Um, and then around six ish when you're supposed to, you know, do communion classes and get ready for communion. Um, I openly said, I didn't want to do it. Not that I had much of a grasp on what it was, yeah. but for some reason, a reason I, I I'm sure she regrets this. My mother asked me in front of other adults why I didn't want to do it. And I guess maybe I had heard or absorbed from a, a film or something yeah. that you have to confess that confession was part of it. Maybe it was like a daredevil comic or something that told me about confession and I yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I said, I don't want to tell someone I don't know what I've done wrong as a child. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> the, it so was true. things like that. Look, Bob, <laughs> this is between me and God. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, uh, old old to do with it. priest O'Connor in there is not gonna you know mm-hmm. no yeah no and so they I, they didn't make me and uh, which was weird and now a common a common criticism I've gotten later from like my mother and my sister is like oh, we gave you too much freedom when you were a kid we should we should we should have been harder ah uh, um, yeah these, these these kids these days uh, getting all the getting all the freedoms and and understanding their rights is, is human it's horrible but yeah no that's fat no that's fascinating i i was i was a little bit i just went along with it but this and this this is this plays out in your personality if anyone follows you on tw- on twitter or social media or if anyone tries to avoid you on social media they know that you've you've got a lot to say yeah. and you say it in an intelligent convincing way 
And it seems like that might have been something you had from your childhood where, and I, I'm fascinated by that as a kid. There was a couple times, you know, I took some stands and I don't, looking back, they're comical stands I took. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I phrased them and wrote them out in such a way that it was just like, I, I don't think it could, could be denied. And mine, yours was about God and confession. Mine was when I was about 12 or 13, I wanted to put up um, uh, uh, pictures of bikini models. Now, I, I don't condone that action. I, you mm. know, I want to be respectful, and I've understood that as I've gotten older. I at least want to understand what's going on. Or there was just blatant hormones, but I, I understand that my, my folks weren't going to let me put them up. Um, but my, I came home one day. My sister had up pictures of some surfer guys that she liked from magazines, and I was just like, I, "This is I do not stand for this." And and wrote out the reasons why I respectively wanted it was a, and it was I remember it was Denise Richards Sport Magazine I was like this I I'm this is the same thing and I won the argument it lasted about a month and I just didn't want a picture up <laughs> in my room but yeah, yeah. you know mm. but you 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 saw the the inequality the inequities <laughs> you know, of your household my my troubled life my troubled life it. It is funny to look back on those situations, like, like stand. You said stands you've taken. Yeah, so many of the ones I took were dumb. So many of them. I, I mean, like, just and I and I also had also as a child had a very uh, inflated sense of adulthood importance that like some teachers really responded to and some teachers didn't. Um, Me- meaning, explain that more ego wise, which is fine, or just understanding your place better than others. What what is that? Were you fan with the it, teachers fans of you? Yeah, a lot of them were, and yeah. the ones that were like we were tight. Like, yes, I, I still to this day, I have like the I have the phone numbers of the teachers that I was close with as a teenager. Yeah, and like can hit them up now as an adult, as a friend, ask for advice or whatever. Um, but I remember one time uh, telling a teacher something in front of a teacher who I didn't have, mm. who was just there like for like a meeting or something. And she said, she was like, are you going to let him talk to you that way? And the, and, and, and the, the teacher that liked me was like, what do you mean? Mm. Like, and she said, like, he's grown. Yeah. And she was like, well, he can like, yeah. isn't that, don't you find that refreshing? Um, and I would, yeah. Like I, I remember a couple times, like, in front of other students, just telling teachers like you should apologize, like for the way you talked to me or someone else. Like, yeah, yeah. Just like I, I enjoyed rabble rousing in a righteous way. Yeah, because because I figured like we only get to do this once, and like why not? Like, yeah. there's a wrestling's already going to come up. As it there's should. a a Paul Heyman quote, which you know. Kind of the greatest used car salesman of all time. Yeah, absolutely. But there are some gems. There are some gems. Yeah. Where he was told the the old classic chestnut of pick your hill to die on. Mm-hmm. And his response was, why die on any hill? Yeah. Like, it might happen, but, like, why choose? Like, right. why why die on any of them? And I absorbed that way early where, yeah. I like, I've never been punched. And, and but but I, but I've talked my way out of them. Yeah, I've talked my way out of getting arrested. I've talked my way out of getting hit. I've talked my way out of hazing. Like yeah. it was yeah. great. This is love. This this is an old soul conversation because I hear that a lot, and 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 I'd love to analyze it. Not just about me and, and you, and and a lot of people in my life are, and, and where it comes from, and what makes us. You know, I joked about the dark thing earlier. I do think for some people, and I know some of the stuff that you've 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 battled with in your life, uh, that might 
forced you to. You, you, you made the joke about the sports thing, but yeah, okay, that's, I don't have that as a currency, so I gotta have this as a currency. I, I totally get that. My life, I, as I said, I can make jokes, but I, I, had, a, I had a great upbringing, and, and, and obviously, um, unfortunately, you know, the world is sometimes built for a little straight white boy from the suburbs, and, and I had a good upbringing because of that, I have to be honest about. But my struggles were all internal. Nothing from the outside was pushing in. It was all the darkness in the inside, and I think that made me an old soul early. Like, I was too aware that I don't, I'm, I'm not worth any of this. <laughs> you know, I was just too aware. And that kind of turned me dark, but then it, it did make me adult sooner. Not, not in, you know, the check marks of what makes you adult, but just in terms of how to communicate and how to connect. And this is fascinating, but the teacher thing, I, I, I was always friends with the teachers. I was always talking to them on level. Like I, I'd be the kind that like, I'd have like the adults, I'd, I'd reference Procol Harum's Whiter Shade of Pale. And they'd be like, how, mm-hmm. what? How do you, and by, and this is in the late eighties and that's only like a 20 year old song at that point, but it was another lifetime for these teachers. And, and then they, you connect with them in a way and it's fascinating. It only, it only fuels the old soul thing and, and, and put a pin in that. Cause I want to see if there's a damage to that. But I remember sitting with an administrator or teacher who'd become an administrator and we were, she was like my economics teacher because we became uh, friendly and I went back to visit after I graduated high school, the first year after I graduated high school. And we're sitting there on the side of the football field watching the homecoming parade. And me and a friend are talking with her. And she looks, and we're watching like the homecoming king and queen and no disrespect to anyone in, in, in their life who's had those titles. Uh, but she turns to me and she goes, these kids never amount to anything. It's it's the people like you that do. <laughs> and just like, but that's a burden on me. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And, and so I, I'm just wondering, do you feel there's any damage? And I rambled for a bit there, I blathered. Is there any damage mm. that you think comes with the old soul package? Yes. I think that people expect in, in the way that that teacher sort of illustrated with that comment, they have an expectation of you to be okay. Like things are going to pay off. Um, yeah, and yeah. so I think that mm. there's a certain level of we check in on you less and we worry about you less and we write off your depressive episodes or your issues as well, you know, you're smart enough. You should be able to figure that out. I think, I think a lot of it, it it creates a certain level of loneliness, but at the same time, you know, existing equally to that is the ability to find your tribe and your people. Like I've had the same, I've blessed to have, a lot of different friends, like mm-hmm. yourself included, um, a lot of our our mutuals and, and mm-hmm. podcasting and digital and all that. But even beyond all that, my my same core group from mm-hmm. ninth grade, we are still a group, mm-hmm. and and a couple of us are married to each other. Like mm-hmm. like there's yeah. like there's been marriage in this group. Um, the same ride or die people. Uh, and next year will be our 10 year from graduating. And wow. so it's just, and it's, and it's, it's big. There's like 12 of us that are just exceedingly loyal, always mm-hmm. checking in, talking every day. Uh, one of them is a teacher at our old high school now. Oh, I love and that. Yeah. So it's, it, it, if you find people that are like you, I mean, in anything, but especially in that, uh, that ability to communicate or or that ability to express oneself, like that is like equally as powerful, I think as like the loneliness stuff is. Mm. And it's hard because you could be surrounded Mm. with thousands of friends and still feel lonely, which is another thing that 
I think we have to discover over time, which is that like contradictions can be true. Yeah. Which is not something that they teach kids. I think that like, mm. uh, and there's a lot that we could talk about with like what they teach kids and what they don't. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. idea that two contradicting things can both be true is like yeah. so key. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you live in Florida, so they're not teaching a lot of things out there right now. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. No, this is great stuff. I, I, you, you, you went to a positive fast there. I think you're right. I think, um, again, I even tell myself, you know, I, I have a good life and that's a fact. That's a fact. But I always say to myself, and maybe I've said on podcasts many, many times, there's a danger in saying that to the point of denying your own struggles or pain, but it, mm-hmm. it only means you then can't fix it or get better. or You're not understanding what's going on. And so I do think there was a bit of that burden. What you're talking about I did feel um, around that time because I had a lot of confidence coming out of high school, uh, not maybe on a lot of interpersonal levels. You know, I wasn't, you know, popular in the dating world like I wanted to. Yeah, I didn't feel I looked good, all those kind of things. And, and quite frankly, if you saw the beard, beard I had at the time and hair, you you know, I don't know if it's any better now, but it was felt bad there. <laughs> but but I was like, great, I'm out. The world, it's time to go do this. I'm going to make a film. I'm going to write screenplays. I'm going to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try stand up. But there's a... And and then when things don't kind of click in right away, there's this like, well, wait a minute, the, I'm better than this. <laughs> like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And because you're yeah. an old soul, self aware kid, it starts to it started to crumble fast on me. But I love what you're talking about the positive. But I'm living yeah, in the next. But that's but that's true too. I mean, that even to go to like to small childhood, I'm sure you've heard it mm-hmm. or some version of it. Uh, you don't want to finish the food on your plate, and one of your parents tells you about the starving children in another nation and like things like that. And I remember even as a child being like, but that doesn't change what we're dealing with right here. <laughs> like my, my feeling is still valid. Look, uh, I can't change the Sudan, but I can change the peas on this plate. And if that's the situation yeah. we're in. We are <laughs> this household. We are, de- we are not the UN. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, that that's the mm. funniest way of speaking to what you're saying. Like, mm. Your problems are still valid. Yeah. And, but even while you're experiencing them, you might, but they might be the thing that pushes you toward that positive because it's all so intertwined. Yeah. Like how many people is like, how many people are you friends with or even romantically involved with now or in the past where it, it's like because of trauma bonding and stuff. Yeah. Like that's a huge thing with, you know, people, um, I think, especially in like arts and entertainment mm-hmm. is, is, oh, we're the same kind of messed up. The same kind of messed up is is so great. I'm I'm actually writing that down. I'm making the title of the show right now. Some kind of messed up. Same kind. Say he's he says same kind. Same same kind of messed up. I love that. That's great. I'm gonna pay you extra for that title. Um, uh, um, I'm not paying Nikki if he comes on though. Um, <laughs> I just wrote down same kind of title. I'm You're losing idiot. it. I'm an idiot. Um, blathervations. 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 Word games. Uh, switching gears a, a little bit because we could get lost in our, our childhood here. Uh, I do want to... Uh, it, it's still a generational conversation. And this is where yeah. I will might get a little grumpy. Uh, I, I recently did on another Center episode. The other reason... And this isn't just a uh, smoke-up ass conversation here. But the other reason I, I started working with you... And pulling you in. And I have a habit of doing that, by the way, where I, I got in trouble when I was in radio when I was like 20 
we had a caller that used to call into our radio station and he was like a youngster and he was like 12 or 13, but he wanted to be in radio. And I had wanted to be in radio when I was like 11 and 12 and I was recording stuff in my room in my house. And so I was like, Hey, you send stuff in. I'll work with him. And then I actually brought him to the studio one time and said, hi. And he was, he was a great kid. And then I wanted to send him out to do like a thing. And then the radio station people were like, you know, there's some liabilities. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I, I got in trouble for it. But I, I love I love working with other people who are like minded or or have a skill set that I respect, and and also mm-hmm. if I can I'll I'll bring you up and because one day the roles will be reversed and I'll be calling you Alden and going do you need anyone to talk Star Wars, uh, and and I, so I've loved working with you. But you have a broadcaster soul. We talk about old souls. You have a broadcaster soul and a broadcaster's mouth. Quite frankly, you dirty mouth uh, broadcaster. Um, but that is it's it's a general statement for me to say. Your generation doesn't have that in a widespread way, but I also believe that in my heart that the the art of broadcasting is changing, which is okay. But we yeah. still have the standards in which we need those skills, and I see, I just see the standards slipping away. How did you come to know what you want to do and how to do it? I will start by saying I agree with you, and that's a that's a that's a large conversation too, which is the democratization of any form. It's like yeah. we've democratized broadcasting, which is great because everyone it's has great. a voice. Yeah. But at the same time, it's awful because everyone has a voice. Yeah. And, and those two, th- those two things, powerful light, powerful darkness from yep. the same yep. core thing um, is really complicated. But in terms of like me, a lot of it was, uh, I grew up wanting to make movies and write movies and things like that. And, much like yourself, there is always still that, like that, that sure. is still, that is still part of it. Um, but I also wanted to get into show business and I never wanted a regular job. Having a regular job was one of my greatest fears as a child. I still mine. It's still mine as an adult. I, I lost my job yeah. the day of this recording. I lost the part-time job I had. And I, I fear that I have to face that fear soon, but anyways, go on. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that like, you'll, you'll get a foot in and a foot out yeah, and a foot in and a foot out. It's like, it's like Adam West dangling above the shark. Like it's like, yeah. it's the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, mm. And so I always knew it and, and watched interviews with filmmakers and actors and things like that. And then I got, you know, around middle school, I would watch like all of the uh, evening with Kevin Smith, like college Q and A's and like yeah. all the, you know, the, the, the not, not stand up, but storytelling that kind of verged into stand up after a while um, specials that he would do. And then started to watch like Ted talks and different things. And, and then I realized um, at some point that in early YouTube, that people were just doing that mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and that they weren't famous. And I thought, well, if famous people are doing it and regular people are doing it, then maybe it can be a, a career too. I never, I, I ended up working in radio, but I didn't grow up listening to much of it. Mm. You know, I, I yeah, would yeah, get it CDs burned and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was just around that time, it was starting to, it was just different. It was, it was changed. Fading. Yeah, it was fading. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and also where we were, like we mm. had a, a rock station in South Florida during that period that, uh, got format flipped and we didn't have one for a while and it was just mm. complicated. Mm. And also the, the classic rock station didn't, it took, took forever to change and become what it kind of needed to be. Uh, and which is ironic because I ended up being a part of what changed it and everything later on. Yeah. Um, but I 
realized that I, that talking was a currency, not just with teachers and people, um, but in general. And so I did theater and I did debate and mm. I did like speech and forensics and things like that. Um, and I wanted to, I, I want not be like a Roger Ebert, like a film critic, but mm-hmm. I just realized that in whatever way I could use the muscle that I was just given, because it did just happen. Yeah. I didn't have like a voice cracky puberty period. Hmm. I just woke up one day and sounded like this. Um, <laughs> God bless and you. it was just, it was very abrupt. I'm still, um, yeah. I, it'll happen for you. Thank I you. think. Thank you. I think it's the, the beard. They, you were given it's, the beard, which fake. I was not. Oh, so, you'll, oh. That'll, that might come in one day. Just do a Crix Maydean and put one on. It's good. God, mm-hmm. I wish, man. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I'm missing. Once I get a beard, it's over for all these people. <laughs> it's over. I'm going to go into my, my heel era. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, it just seems sort of like natural where I didn't want to, like I was never a musician and and I didn't think I was going to be an actor, but and I brushed with the idea of going to film school very briefly, but the, the cost just seemed ridiculous. And it is. So then I was like, I could, you could just break in a different way. Cause it's all one organism. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. feel, it doesn't feel as separate as it did for years. Like there are oh. people that just do all the things. I mean, we've got YouTubers that are crowdfunding their films and you've got authors that end up with mm-hmm. radio shows and it just, it felt like you could just be all of those things. Yeah, no, it, 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 you said one organiz- organism, there's a lot of tentacles on that little, uh, little scientific uh, blob there. Uh, no, I agree that and I'm fascinated. And I, I, I check myself all, all the time to not sound like, the old, uh, you know, Wolfman Jack in the room, but Wolfman Jack is a great example. If he wasn't a cliche, cheesy DJ, he he connected with the uh, uh, the world at the time. That's why he was such a great fit for Lucas's American Graffiti there, uh, and what radio could be. But it, and and I just and and vlogging is a skill set, not one that I necessarily have. Uh, sitting down and and you know doing that over and over on YouTube or reviewing movies and even reacting. I don't, I don't like reacting uh, reaction content or videos and I have some issues with it in terms of punditry. I think it's uh, dumbed down punditry, but I, I don't react. I don't do it well. I don't have the skill set, So I, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to shit on anything that anyone's doing out there, but it's just time and time again, I, I run up against, yeah, I even did it this, this last place I was working where it's just like, y'all don't know how to talk into microphones. You don't know how to, if I give you 30 seconds, can you wrap it up in 29 seconds? In 20, in 29 seconds, in, in, in 59, in, you know, like you got to be mm-hmm. able to do that in this business. And that's why it's a difference between professional amateur. And I run into that uh, over and over, not being a thing. Uh, and, and, but then you come along a shining, my shining student on the Hill. I don't even need to teach you anything. Um, <laughs> And I was just curious that it, but it doesn't sound like you have a yeah. direct influence because Mark Ellison and I talk about it. Mark's Mark's a great comic, but I think at times he's he's underrated as as one of the great hosts in our town. Um, um, and maybe I agree. Yeah, uh, people will give him credit uh, where credit's due. But we've talked about it, and 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 he's he said it's like you know we grew up listening to Marv Albert and Bob Costas and Al Michaels and Vince Scully and we're sports guys, not ever sports guys, but if it could have been news, Tom Brokaw, Peter Jensen. And I'm not saying you need to be that on YouTube. Good evening. This is Peter Jensen. But we knew how to run a show, but you didn't have mm-hmm. anything specific for that. You just picked that up. You just knew it. I think, I think it was just like, yeah, the, the amalgam of all of these things of wanting to, to pick, um, 
to sort of assemble a toolkit from all the people that I watched in different forms. A lot of it was professional wrestling. A lot of it was listening to those commentators. A lot of it was directors <laughs> like, you know, Kevin yeah. Smith. A lot of yeah. it was oh. people like Robert Downey Jr. And like the way that he talked in interviews and just like seeing yeah. like who could articulate a point, caught different comic book writers and things that like that. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, cause the broadcasters of our time, our being, you know, for anyone listening to this, I'm, I'll be 28 at the end of the year. So son, that age, uh, I know it's horrible. Uh, yeah. the, we had like Ryan Seacrest who's, I, you know, I say it like that. He's good at his job. He's, like I'm not going to say he's not. He's spectacular. He, he, I, I used to listen to him on there's LA a reason radio. He has a, there's yeah. a reason he has a billion jobs. Yeah. Like realistically. Yeah. Um, I don't begrudge we him. Had him we were at the end of the, the end of, of, of an era. Like we had the, uh, like New Year's Rock and Eve was in its was was dwindling. There was like yeah. it was like the slowest changing of the guard ever. Did you? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And rest in peace, Dick Clark. Did you you get to watch Dick Clark? You got to see Dick Clark do that. Then. We had we had Dick Clark. I had Dick Clark end. solo. I think for the very end, yeah. and then they would just have him kind of there. Yeah, yeah. For those last ones, as, yeah, as you which, know, which was tough. sort of honor him and yeah, stuff. Tough, but, but we didn't have like people that were standalone. Like these people are really good at it, and they are the, the pinnacle. These are the, the paragons of, of broadcast. Yeah. I sort of just picked it up and then found it as we went. And, you know, credit where credit's due. A lot of you guys that were at the forefront of the digital media push um, were the ones that I know a lot of our age group latched onto, whether that was, you know, in middle school is probably the beginning of that boom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for me. Um and I, I think 2013 is probably like when it got huge. And that was a decade ago, which is crazy, which it's, means I would have been 17. Son of so, a bitch. Oh, so that's trust, part of it. Trust me. I, I, I think that I think last time at a, con- at a convention in London, I got I got a couple of those like, hey, yeah, how you doing? What's your name again? I used to watch you in high school. Like I like if I had met Dick Clark in 2001, like, uh so yeah, it's it's painful on yeah. a special level, but yeah, no, I, hey, for what it's worth, I appreciate that. But yeah, no, I I I know what you mean. I know what you mean. We tried to set the standard. Yeah. We failed, but we set, we set something. And we could find, and you know, you find the difference. You find what resonates with you. What type of speakers sort of work for you? And yeah. so I, I don't. And I know you're not saying this, and I'm. I don't mean to either for anyone listening. We're not saying there's some like right way that people aren't doing now. No. It's just. It's just like you can have your individual style, but like I today today at the time of this recording, I complained on I complained on X about uh, tiny ass microphones. What the hell are you doing? I just I know what, you what you're talking about. And they're putting mic flags they're putting on them. Mic now, flags on them. They're putting flags on some, these tiny. Yeah. Oh god. I got, I got my love mic here. Yeah. I'm like because well, I. Look, if it's a cost thing and you just, I totally get it, but like you're covering, I don't know. I don't, and now I do sound old. These I do are, sound these old. Are, I do sound old. These are trades, man. These I, are trades. You know what you touch? Yeah. Yeah. They're trades. Here, here's, here's where I think I run up against some of the problems. Why I get a little grumpy about it. You're right. It, there's not a right or wrong way. I think there's a more professional way, not in the sense of I'm a professional, but a, 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 people feel the difference. You can tune mm-hmm. into a podcast. We've all done this. We've tuned into a podcast. It, it might even be a little popular podcast, but the hosts don't know how to host. And, and, and people just listen to it in spite of themselves. So I get a little grumpy, but you're right. Numbers don't lie. But sometimes when I show up in new situations or I sit down to host, 
I, I get the, I am treated as if I'm doing it wrong. And that starts to mm. twist my mind a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. just cause I can hit the post on a song doesn't mean <laughs> like I'm wrong. This was right. And I think that's the, that's the difference between style and approach, right? Like, cause you can be more comedic. You yeah, can yeah, yeah. be more of a, of a new generation sort of like vibes person. You could be the older person. You could be uh, an angry guy. Yeah, you could be whatever it is. Right. But is the decorum there? Is the team effort there? Yeah. Is the uh, making sure that you're hitting different aspects of a thing if it's a review? Like, yeah. there, it, it's not that there's one way to present oneself. It's just like a, there's a level that you do it on. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's hard to articulate, but it's sort of like the government's definition of pornography. Like, you, you know, when you see it, like, it's like, that's, that's what I've always said about my podcasting career. It's just like porno. It's just it's like just porno. pornography. It's had the just same the high same. highs. Yeah. And the same low lows. People confuse me and Tanya Tate all the time. I'll tell you, I'll tell yeah. you, uh, don't look her up kids. She's, she's a nerd. Look her up. Um, <laughs> that got really weird and aggressive. I don't, I don't watch her work. Um, here's, uh, this is great. And you've, you've made me feel better about being the old grumpy man in the business. Uh, and I gotta, I gotta continue to change and grow, but I gotta continue to stand my ground on things that are good. But anyways, I, I, all that, all that segment was Alden was to say like, uh, there's a reason we work together. I think you're really great at this. And I'm just trying to make you feel good. No, and I appreciate that. And I, and, and the way we started working together for people that don't know, was that you were doing casually talk solo for the most mm -hmm. part. Mm -hmm. There would be Rachel, Lon, Andres, different people that would pop in. Yeah. Um, but you were taking calls and I would, I'd listened to four center for a while and mm -hmm. had loved what you guys were doing over there. Jumped over to the game of Thrones side of things and would listen to the show and think, I wish a call would bring this up or like, I wish we could talk about this. And a lot of it would just became from like, well, he's giving us the opportunity to like, essentially if you can make yeah. the most of your call. You could, you could produce from the sidelines. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was like, if I throw him something that's really, really good, I was like, then I'll get to listen to the thing that I'm thinking about. Yeah. And, but I also was like, but I'm not going to send in a, a bad call. Like, you know, I'm trying to, like, I have to represent because yeah. I have, like, my own show. I have my own stuff going on. Around that time, I think I had started at the station. I was, like, an assistant mm. and a phone screener and things like that. Mm. And and then after a while, it was, like, we were having these conversations on delay. Yes. And then yes. it was, like, well, then why have them on delay? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so funny. Yeah, because you'd send them in and I'd get the episodes out in, like, a week or two. Yeah. Um, yeah, your calls are great. You, Thomas, um, Mark Amar. Uh, uh, you know, Eric, a lot of people calling in, but yeah, you had a special edge to it. And, and then I, I met you and you seemed harmless. Like you wouldn't you'd kill me yeah. and wear my skin. Yeah. We had met in Chicago. That's the other yeah. part of it. We met in Chicago. I remember I met you and Joseph. Um, and Darina was there with and, us that time. Yeah. And Darina. Yeah. And I met a lot of people in Chicago. I mean, Chicago was sort of a boom. That was like a, yeah. that was a big thing for content creators. And, and, and as much as I hate the term sometimes, um, yeah. And, and I remember meeting Joseph and introducing myself and he was like, Oh, are you Alden? Like Alden Diaz? I was like, yeah. And he's like, you asked really good questions. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. Cause, cause I think we fundamentally, we can have a better conversation. The mm. Royal we, the Royal, that's, that is the driving force behind everything I do. It's why I don't 
quit even when I want to quit. Yeah, yeah. Like there were times like, especially during, you know, the star Wars show that starts with the word book. I don't want to get too much into the strike content. You know, yeah, there's I, a, I think, there's I think all strikes will be, book. all strikes will be clear. And let me check my fake watch in about a month. I think we'll see. Yeah. Like, Oh boy. There's a show on Disney plus called book of something. And yeah, people were just, man, they tested me, but I, I, I won't leave mm. on their terms. Like that's that's the thing that I've always <laughs> held on to. If you've like always been they, that, is it a stubbornness, a bullheadedness? Don't want to be royal. What is it? Yes, because I like what I like where yes. you're going with this. Of like we, the the royal we, can have a better conversation about media or the things that mean a lot to us. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's sometimes a fight. It is. It's absolutely a stubbornness. It's a. Uh, it's just wanting to be. I remember as a kid, I used to say, like, I'm not afraid of dying. I'm just afraid of dying and, like, not being remembered. I think it's, like, I want to be <laughs> able you, to say. Did you, hold on. Did you scroll that on, a like, a fake tattoo as you got on your motorcycle and rode away? Like, no. <laughs> no, but I've got, but I have an, I have an edgy, I have, I have the edgiest tattoo from uh, the Wizarding franchise that <laughs> shall not be named these days. So, you know, it's, it's, it's there somewhere. I and it. I only wear black. Yeah. Um, I, I just... Part of it, I think, is like the it's about to get really dark for anybody listening. Not really dark, but decently dark. I think the abandonment issues that I have with not that my dad abandoned me, but just like there's not a good word for it because he was he was never there. So I guess it's just like pre absence issue. He pre abandoned. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. He like just saw the loading screen and was like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) Uh, those (laughs) those issues, I think cause people at least in my experience to really become bastards for standing their ground because it's like so much was decided before I was even making decisions Mm. that it's like, you're not going to decide now. Mm. Like it's, it's done scorched earth. It'll be scorched earth before I quit or end Mm. the podcast or anything like that. It would have to be some, incredible reason or opportunity or anything because I just don't think that bad faith actors should be able to just run wild mm. and, uh, and we let them like, mm-hmm. I don't like letting people, I think that's that yeah. too. Is that like, I I've seen people like one of my own parents do something shitty and never face a consequence for it. And that created like this, like j- justice, like, mm-hmm tunnel vision that I get into about things that don't matter. Like, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lightsabers. They do and don't, right. That's the push and pull of, of the stuff we cover on our podcast or even the stuff we just love. They, 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 yeah. they, I, I, I've given this example before. I've, uh, and I apologize. I'm always the uncle at the party telling the stories again, but it, it's the, the kingdom of, hen, of, of heaven ending where, where they ask, uh, you know, uh, Saladin, you know, what is Jerusalem mm-hmm. worth worth? And he says, nothing. And then he turns around and says, everything. It's one of my favorite moments on film because I, there's just something about that moment in the film that I love, but there's something about that moment in life that I think really connects with me. Um, yeah. it, it's this everything. Um, I, I do believe how we talk about this stuff and how we how we digest it and how we spit back out the punditry in a world where everyone has a voice, which I do say, like you said, is a good thing. But man, how we do it is important because it is connected to everything else. It is how we view the world. It is how we see the social issues. It is how we deal with the political issues. 
And, and there's so many people who I think are on right sides of fights in other a- arenas who just seem to take the weird turn in the, in the pop culture world that it upsets me. And I like you say you have a sense of justice and you have a bullheaded stubbornness to this pursuit that you're talking about that comes from abandonment issues. Um, I have picked up on that lately. I used to just not care, but now I'm just like, it's not, I'm trying not to be angry about it. I don't know if you agree with me all of them, but it's like, at the, at the bottom of the of, of the fight for me, despite some anger, some snark, some problems, some grumpiness I have to maybe people in the space, especially the Star Wars podcasting space, beyond, mm-hmm. beyond that is just going, oh, but there's there's such a better way we could all figure out how to talk about this and maybe all learn from it and, and to take it out into the other parts of our lives. And mm-hmm. don't you want to do that? No, you don't. You want to talk about the colors of the speeders. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I think it's because it does matter to us so much because it was there for us and we want to share that. So part yeah. of it is, is just wanting the human experience of it to be really rewarding. But at the same time, I think it's also because it's a dangerous line when it's such a fundamental part of who we are, mm-hmm. then it feels like, so you're knocking that thing that I have a relationship with. That's yeah. the dangerous thing that happens online is like, then you're knocking part of my experience. And also, and also part of it, I will admit is is ego and part of it is a a little bit like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. edgy a little pretentious a little this because the stuff that i loved where i felt at home growing up in school especially like in english class and things like that was kicking stuff around and you could be wrong which Mm. i think people forget like Mm. a lot of the times people get pre-defensive online and they're like it's not that i didn't get it right right it's just it's just bad it's just and it's like I don't know. I yeah. remember teachers being like, read that chapter again. You didn't get it. Right. Uh, right, right, and, right. And that was okay. That was okay. It was okay. That was, that was good. It was encouraged. There are sometimes things that I just didn't get. Yeah. And I think that that's fine. Um, but we've gotten to, this is where I sound old and like I'm betraying my own <laughs> age group. It's like, no, sometimes it is you or mm. sometimes you are just bringing stuff to the table that, uh, is is informing your experience with it, which we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's a fundamental part of it. But you have to be aware of that. And self-awareness yeah. is a big problem online. Yeah, So he, it's yeah. hard, but... Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm struggling on that, on, on the current Space Saga show where I have to try to really separate what I'm dealing with. You and I have talked about some of the stuff where, I, where I'm not able to talk about it on air. So I'm, uh, that put me in a weird headspace. And two, I'm not feeling it. And that's okay, number one. And two, I have to still talk about it and find what's there while respecting everyone else's journey. And I, for the first time in nine years of doing this, have run up against the wall that I'm trying to get around. But I think you're saying some great stuff uh, about it's okay. And it's okay that maybe I might revisit and be like, oh, yeah, I didn't get it. I wasn't there for it because of X, Y, and Z. But I have to admit that. Mm-hmm. I have to admit yeah. that, that sometimes I don't. And it might never happen. And, and it then might it's never like, happen. well. I, that's know. just that's just part of it too. Like Sometimes there are some. I just don't like the man in the cowboy hats dialogue, but that's okay. But anyways, um, here's you, we're gonna take. Uh, I want to take a break here on the show on the podcast and the YouTube side because now I can kind of control where the mid rolls go on YouTube. But you said some stuff I want to get to, and that stuff Alden is ego. More coming back right here with Alden Diaz. The blathering conversations, not a blathervation. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we're back here talking with Alden Diaz, having a fun conversation. There, there's some paths in front of us. We could, I could choose the path that says, Alden, talk to me about your abandonment issues. Uh, let's get dark. Uh, I want to maybe get into you and your generation in the world right now. I'm curious about that in a in a in a in a deep uh, and hopefully profound way. Uh, but also, you said ego, and there's something I love about you. I've been around you enough to know that uh, I think you're a real one. Meaning, that's a term probably I'm too old to use, but. Uh, I think you're, you're you're self-aware in both good and bad ways. But online, you 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 uh, you know how to fight. You know how to dig in. And one of the things I I can't do it because I get angry, I get mad, and within two tweets, I'll be like, oh, "Wait, where do you live? I'll come to your house. I'll fight you." Like, <laughs> and, and you have a ability to stay in the pocket. To use a sports reference for, if, just for you, a big sports fan, you you stay in the pocket as as a as an online quarterback. And I and I start running out. Um, do, do you have the ability, where does it come from if you do have it, to just be okay with not being liked? Or does that drive you crazy and that's part of what spurns you on even harder? I have said for years, I am very comfortable being disliked. What bothers me is being disliked for things I didn't do or didn't say. Um, sure, sure. Or like, like you could have the most vitriolic, black goo coming out of your mouth hatred for me mm -hmm. and that's really ultimately okay but if i even hear a whisper of like a well he thinks this and it's not accurate that sends me up the wall <laughs> uh like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hate me for the things that i said you know i'll mm -hmm. I will skirt around some of the space show stuff but like i already referenced this like mm -hmm. the show that starts with the word book yeah. There's a reason why it does. Yeah. And that's because of biblical formatting. And yeah, yeah. that's, you know, that's my read, but it's an informed read. Those same creators have now used a biblical name in the show they're doing. They used a biblical story in the show they just did. Yeah, This space story started with a biblical allusion to the biblical character. So it's like, yeah, fair. fair. I said this online mm -hmm. and I had a bunch of people who are, I would say in the same age group as me mm -hmm. who probably politically align with me yeah. who probably we would probably dance and sing to the same songs. Mm -hmm. um, and they were like, he's so up his own ass and he's bringing the Bible into it. And he's, he's saying that it's like a Christian thing. And it's like, that's actually not at all what mm -hmm. I did or mm -hmm. said or thought mm -hmm. like I, I don't subscribe to a religion. I don't, mm -hmm. but if we're going to, in good faith, talk about these things and their influences, mm -hmm. that's a part of it. And if you don't like that, that's a you thing. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. part of it is is that it's the I can I can stay in those fights because I know why I'm there, and if they don't know why they're there, then mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with that. Um, you know, we can do sort of like the. If, if it's, if, if I've yet to have this on Twitter, I've had it in person, mm -hmm. um, which I always love, which is when somebody straight up challenges you mm -hmm. in a good way, yeah. uh, you know, and not to make it weird, but like, especially when it's a woman as a heterosexual guy, like when I, I was at a party one time and somebody called me on my knowledge of Shakespeare Mm. and we had a little tit for tat about Shakespeare. And then I was like, I am in love. 
I haven't seen that person in seven or eight years. <laughs> That's your press. See, you, I know, I know that well. I, this this gets me sometimes. Uh, um, you know, I grew up on banter in, in a rom com banter. Han and Leia to be direct about a banter, even Marion and Indy. And so sometimes that's what I wanted. And sometimes uh, Grace has to just be like, just stop, <laughs> stop. And I'm just like, I've, hey, zinger. And so you have a different version of that where you're just like, you know, it, it's the two people in the rom-com who scream at each other, maybe slap each other in, in a nice way on the cheek. And then passionate love is made. Like you you, you just feed off of this. You feed off the discourse yeah. in a good way. I, I do in certain ways. Like I just like, and it's to the point where like I have people that will send me like, oh, look at this bad take. And it's like, because they, they want to see it. They want it to be, you know, entertainment. <laughs> yes, um, yes. And, and sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's tiring and it can be exhausting. And I've had people like try to character assassinate me over things I didn't do, say, or make. Someone tried to pin me for a sock puppet account last year that I didn't make about mm-hmm. a space show. Uh, and I was you know, annoyed by it, but it's more so like the annoyed at the lack of dignity. Like let's fight in the daylight, like come out here, stop with this. Like <laughs> I, I loved See, the good, like mm-hmm. rip each other apart. Um, but maybe yeah. like shake hands after. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can see the pro wrestling and he was coming out here. I get it. I get it. I now, think that's part of it. I love too. it. Look, I'm expecting, uh, you know, um, decent numbers on this episode by uh, half of the people that like you and then uh, the half of the people that, that hate you will, will probably stick around. It's like the stern factor from back in the day. Um, hmm. One of the, thing, uh, one of the things I want to get to here, and, and we got a, a, a few a good chunk of time left, a few minutes uh, left, I guess. But um, uh, and we can get to, we can get to the daddy issues if you want. But I I, I love our generation gap, you and I, uh, twenty years or so, and and, and we become uh, good friends and colleagues and. And, and I hope allies in the fight. And, and, and there's been a lot of times where I just, I, I can talk to you and say, Hey, I know I might, this might be this or that and, and either talk me through it or hear me out. And, and you, you never judge me for it. You work through it and other way around. And I, and, and I love that, not just with you, but other friends I have who, who are younger, but you, your generation, uh, what do you, what do you technically young millennial or old gen? I am the people my age are the last millennials. You are the last of, of the millennials. Great the last millennials are yeah. 27, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, which is interesting. So it's, it's like technically on paper, your generation, uh, uh, we're only one generation apart, but, but really you're close yeah. to the other one. But all of a sudden, I don't want to get into the generational breakdown stuff, but but the, the world right now is 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 bonkers. It's always been bonkers, I will argue. We just know more about it, but yet it's bonkers because I think a lot of the storylines we've been following for 10, 20, 40, 50 years are coming to an end. <laughs> and or, if, it's, if, if, if it's a wrestling, if life is like wrestling, which I think it is, we're hitting our WrestleMania point where the storylines are coming to an end. we got to figure out what we're going to do with some of it. Where are you? What's your soul like And uh, when you wake up in the morning? And how do you get through this world? How do you want to change this world? And uh, how do folks like me and my age group either hurt or hinder that for you or help? Oh, man where do I start? Like waking up dread mm. pain, like just immediate, immediate dread. Like I, I, I was joking recently uh, on an episode of, of the podcast that, that I do about the space shows where I was like, my action figure self would come with different little medication bottles 
and everything. And, <laughs> and, and, and like, like I, I've got wake up meds. I've got go to sleep meds. Like I just, uh, which is not for everybody, you yeah. know, and that's, yeah. and I understand that. Uh, but I <laughs> wake up with a, with a crushing dread, like the sound of my alarm, d- despite my best efforts, my alarm yeah. is John Williams right now. Yeah. It's John Williams. Yeah, same, same. I, I try to, to set a tone, but like, no, mm. I, I feel mm. deep sadness for where we are. But I also, I think in the same way that I apply the, like, they don't get to choose how it goes down mentality mm. with discussions and with media literacy and things like that. I also feel that way politically and socially, like why should they get to decide the ending of the storyline like mm. we we mm. it can't be because you got to understand like i don't know how it was when, when you were in high school and things like that or middle school high school really but we were raised on a lot of like dystopian literature a lot of dystopian ya things like gathering blue things like 1984 things like mm. animal farm mm. um mm. Some, some people didn't have it wasn't like curriculum but hunger games was huge um mm. there was a lot of uh a lot of that in our, in our books and our curriculums and our video games and uh, mm. handmaid's tale was one that we read mm. and all of that always made it seem like when these times came, it will have been duplicitous and well thought out and in the shadows mm. and dark, and it will be people of high intellect and brute force power, Machiavellian uh, planning and none of that was true. It was the dumbest, loudest, most ridiculous, cartoonish, obvious shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, yeah. it was yeah. like, like I felt like I was in that, that, that line in that space movie. How did this happen? We're supposed yeah. to do this. <laughs> like, like it really, like, that's how I feel about our entire place Yeah, in society right now. We're like, like I've talked to old teachers and I'm like, you taught us that like, it would be like this slow crawl one freedom at a time and like now nah, they they like put on colorful hats and screamed and let us know exactly where and who they were and it just it's completely different so mm. that answers how i sort of feel although i i do still feel hope like hope's important um yeah. hope's 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 a choice a lot hope's a currency sometimes hope's a hope's a thing you put the bill with other people sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes you have to like you know, when people like steal electricity from their neighbors, sometimes you have to steal hope from your buddies Yeah, and just like, That's like fair. you see your, see something good happen to a friend Yeah, and you're like, tell me about it. What is it like for, <laughs> yeah. for a good thing? You know why? Because we're the same kind of messed up and maybe now you have the up and all of the down the, the today, but yeah, that's. Yeah. It's like nice mm. alternating. And then as for your, the other, other question, how does your generation help or hinder? Um, the openness to just say, I don't know, is so powerful, which you're great about. Joseph's great about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Jennifer counts as the same. She's like kind of in between our ages, right? Maybe. No, maybe she's right. Yeah, she right there with Joseph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. Cl- cl- yeah, like, yeah. She's great about it. Um, my mother has gotten so much better about it. Like she was never, yeah. I would say, like blackhearted, mm-hmm. but she... But I think like my mom grew up like tough, like sort of you got to be tough. She's been through hell, things like that. But now we'll like ask a decent question. And sometimes it's frustrating because sometimes mm-hmm. I don't think she wants the answers. But yeah. we, we've said that. And I will say with you here, 
guys that we know, you know, the, the Nickies and, and the, and the Scotties mm-hmm. and just all these people that, that we know in this space who are closer to my age, uh, Chase, you know, uh, Maggie Bacella, people that were on Casually Talk with us, um, the Damons. Mm-hmm. We've had these conversations of like how you and Joseph and Jennifer like really are the type of like 40 year old that we're looking for. Like there are other people that shall remain nameless where we're like, they, it's like you get to, you get to that point where you can choose to be a Ken or you could choose to be something else. Insert a big thing of a name. Yeah. I get you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And stop there. I, I'll say this in, in one of those moments where I have to be on, like I, I will take the compliment because it means a lot to me because it wasn't just who I was. I've had to work at being better and being part of the solution. And so I'm happy to be like, Oh, okay. The, the personal work I'm doing or have done or the choices I'm making, I'm not always perfect. Never will be. But like, I, I respect it. I, I, I actually respect you sharing that with me because it's like, it's a choice. It's a choice. And, 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 and talking about the generational exchange, something you said earlier too, of just like being able to say, I don't know. And, and I can sometimes get a little upset with that. What I, you know, what I call the TikTok generation of, of a lot of, a lot of youngsters think they're the first ones to discover this problem or this issue where I always joke of like a TikTok video is like, Hey, does anyone else here have parents? It's like, yeah, every generation's had this, but every generation has their own set of problems. You're not the first yeah. to discover it. So, Hey, don't treat us as if we've been through it before, but then the problem, cause what I deal with the generation, the baby boomers before me, there's examples mm-hmm. in my life of people who are, who are doing what you say. Oh, you know what? There was a lot of things I knew. And there's some things I still know, but I don't know everything now because new shit has come to light or new information or, hey, times have changed. And, and, the, and, the, and the roadblocks are the people in my life. And sometimes they're in my generation. A lot of times they are my generation where it's just like they, they don't want to face the possibility that there could be a different way. And that that's not necessarily yeah. bad. It, it, you know, we'll find our way. That's why I always say, you know, f- don't fight change. Find your place in change. But it was a choice of mine because – 10 years ago, if I had a, a, well, I did have a podcast 10 years ago. Oh my God. But 10 years ago, uh, it was a harder struggle for me. I was a little bit more, I'm right. Everyone else is the asshole. And now I'm like, everyone mm-hmm. else, especially Alden, Scotty, Nikki, you know, maybe Alex, um, <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> right. And, and I'm, I'm the asshole if I'm not careful. Yeah. And that's why we're yeah, in this together. I think that that's. That exactly that humility. It's humility. Like it's it's. To I'm being the greatest to, human in the world, Alden. But this on this, I'm humble. Yeah. Okay. It's the, <laughs> but really, like it is. Uh, God, it's so funny. I don't know if you've experienced this. I mean, I'm sure you have on other center and things. Like we talk so much in pop culture reference, oh, just like yeah. as a shorthand for life. Like mm-hmm. in this topic, you'll know exactly what I mean. In this topic, I was about to go to to indie. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. talk about like you know mm-hmm. humbling yourself and especially in Raiders yeah. and, and Crusade yeah. like yeah you know, that's that yeah but you I, get well, what I, mean. I, I talk it's like I talk about everything in terms of pro wrestling storylines. It was great to have Outlaw Adam Knight on last uh, week, a, a man who's still in the wrestling ring. Because you, I could literally discuss the plot of Game of Thrones in wrestling speak, and so I feel you on that. I know. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Like just the ability to to say I don't know, but I am willing to you know i actually just reminded myself of something i i don't know um but i am willing to learn 
Mm-hmm. I had a teacher in middle school who taught computers, computer applications, yeah. and his name was Mr. Schneider. Mr. I Schneider. try to find him. Don't know where he is. Christian Schneider. And he always wore old band tees. He couldn't hear out of one of his ears because of <laughs> combat. Uh, wow. He had a long ponytail and he would always like air guitar when he was just like trying to think of stuff and would play like classic rock in school. Whenever there was a, a typing test or an exam or anything like that, he would play under pressure. Love Weird it. cat. Love it. Uh, really great. And he had a rule that if you didn't know the answer to something on an assignment, you it, you would not count against you if you wrote out the sentence, I do not know, comma, but I am willing to learn. That's beautiful. You would never get the point off. It didn't matter if you did it 10 times. Yeah. And I had forgotten that until this moment. That is yeah. so valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, just say, I don't know. And I'm a person that likes to learn about topics that have nothing to do with me. Even if I'm not, even yeah, if it's yeah, not like, no, no. there are some things you learn about and you're like, I'm going to apply that tomorrow. There are yeah, some yeah, things yeah. I want to learn about that I will never, yeah. ever apply, yeah. ever apply. The person that I'm dating right now mm-hmm. is a mortuary archaeologist. I will, the study of death. So you're dating a comic like, book character. This is, this is yes. great. I'm dating... Bruce Wayne. Uh, <laughs> there are mortuary archaeologists. I will never, mm. ever use some of the stuff that they tell me about their mm. job. Mm-hmm. But I like hearing people with expertise talk about their stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's just something that's just really good, like to just be a sponge, to mm. be flexible. Um, I I think it is the biggest thing. It's the biggest obstacle to change without a doubt, but with looking at the state of the world and I, and I, I've struggled to put this into words because again, I don't stay in the pocket when I argue, I get a little emotional and I, and I try to run away and I get sacked, but you, you stay in the pocket. But when I see the changes going on and, and every generation deals with changes, right? The greatest generation mm-hmm. struggle with the baby boomers, you know, Elvis Presley's shaking his hips on TV. How dare the devil put this on our screens? <laughs> like it happens, it, but it's all connected. It's all connected. I don't mean that conspiracy theories wise, but I keep moral panic leads to the satanic panic leads to this. And it's all powerful versus the powerless. It's all fear versus hope. It's all that stuff. It's light and dark. It's why that space saga works so well and why we love it. And why I do think how you take in the space saga does affect how you take in the world. But there's been a radical change to me in, 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 in history in a sense of we get more of the picture. We're able to get more information. We're able to share more information. And if you... Don't go back and look at how we got here and realize you, what you thought you knew or what you were told wasn't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily all a lie. I'll use in general terms. And if you're a history buff out there, bear with me. Going to like the Civil War, there's such a, when you're debating, say, Republican versus Democrat, there's such a, a, a proud use of the Civil War and Lincoln as a Republican who ended slavery and we did this as the union is the North and there's so many truths to that. And we can talk about the party switch and all the stuff later on. But when you go back and actually study it, and there's some great resources out there to study it that are what I will say, honest looks at honest a above. He wasn't as great as people thought he wasn't as bad as people thought. And he had to be kind of convinced. And he and Frederick Douglass weren't necessarily friends, uh, but that he had to be convinced. And when he said on, yes, you know what? Slavery must end the North. Eh, they had a revolt. The New York draft riot was one of the worst riots in, I think, in the world. And, and, and people, people, the white folks didn't want to die. 
for, for, for the slaves. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all these truths. So you can either engage with that and go, okay, that might reframe how I look at our journey forward. Or you can go, nah, nah we ended it. Slavery, we won it. We're good. Praise us. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I run into time and time and time and time again, not just with civil war discourse, but just with social discourse now. And and, yeah. I, and I think that's one of the things that clearly I get a little upset about. It's just like, can you just say, I don't know, but I'm willing to learn. I'm going to use that now, Alden. You and your yeah. teacher, Dr. Elsha Snyder, Christian Snyder, Dr. Snyder. <laughs> I'm going to use that because it's that's a valuable, pow- a powerful tool. Yeah. And people are think are very uncomfortable with the idea that they might ever have to be uncomfortable. Yeah. That the, the the feeling of not knowing can suck, or the feeling of being feeling put on the spot can really suck. There's a fear. Um, it could be embarrassing, exactly. And that that fear motivates people to be cowardly or to to lock up, um, and and we're all guilty of it. Um, yeah, 100%. but yeah, it, it's just um, I think that's the thing about about the generations and and my generation the same thing will happen like it will we are happen, yeah. i don't want to say doomed to repeat it but like we are going to we're gonna repeat it you know i see it with my sister's kids and and the, the world that they're gonna have and and hopefully yeah. something changes but it's it's difficult it's difficult for sure it's gonna yeah yeah i can't wait until uh i'm in the old folks home and and you're over here going and then their their cars don't even touch the ground these kids but yeah um it, it will happen and that's the constant challenge for all of us in every generation uh, and and i don't i i fight against tossing out everything about the previous generations i i bristle a little bit at anti-boomer stuff i get it and and there's a lot on their hands right now that they need to answer for but you know, yeah. they also moved a lot of things forward too. It's just the nature of it. But it and it's what you talked about earlier about it's a little more complicated, light and dark, right and wrong. It's all kind of we you know, it can be both. It can be both. But you have to be, I think, responsibility uh, responsible for your place going forward and try to leave it better. Alden, I'm just trying to leave the podcast world better for you than it was for me. It's not cool to be gray. You still have to make a. You still have to make a choice. Yes. You still have to do something while you're great. You, you're making a reference to the the space. You know, I don't need to be kid all the time, but the Star Wars concept of 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 gray Jedi, which I, I will say with a fist pounding a desk, does not actually exist in the story nope. as it's told. There can be gray moments, and there's characters and and, and journeys that travel through the gray. And I think even in, in a show or a, a, a series like A Song of Ice and Fire that everyone, oh, I love the gray. Do I root for Cersei or do I cheer against her? It, it, it both. And, but at the end of the day, she made a choice. At the end of the day, her actions were wrong. You could travel through the gray areas because we all travel through the gray areas. But there's a stubbornness that some people have. that They just stick in the gray. And that's kind of with a little bit of what you're talking about of the, I don't know, but I'm willing to learn. Cersei should have said that. Cersei should have said that. <laughs> and, and Tywin would have said, okay. Uh, learn uh, while you're marrying this guy. Uh, <laughs> learn while you bring some honor to our house. Uh, Way more yeah, yeah, I think it's it it's so cowardly sometimes, and it's so frustrating. Yes, to it's see frustratingly like, cowardly. Yes, like a lack of it's a lack of backbone. Like I think is like it's hard. It's hard, right? Like when you're in like the, like the dating stuff, or like you know, young and trying to find your person or whatever. I've had people say like you know, why don't you make a list of like the things you're looking for in a partner? And I'm like, I don't know how to write conviction. Like, I don't know how to write like <laughs> number one backbone and like a conviction. spine. 
like it's really it's hard to articulate but like people that stand for nothing almost frustrate me more than people that stand for ill and yeah. like logically logically i know who's the you know uh, yeah. duh, i'm not saying yeah. this, but ooh, it's its own kind of annoying yeah no, no, look, yeah, that's where it gets a little frustrating of just like, uh, yeah, sometimes you and I were even talking off air, but it's like there's a lot of, I think, troubling comics and podcasts and YouTube channels and Star Wars pundits, and there's a lot of bad ones out there, and they're all bad faith, and I'm not talking about the people who might be debating about what book means for Book of Both, I'm talking about uh, monsters, monsters on air making a lot of money, and um, I get upset at them, but at the end of the day, I think I really get upset at the people who just accept that this is the only choice they have and that this is great and they're going to stick with it. I get upset. at Like you said, I get upset at the voters sometimes, not the candidates. Yep. Yeah. It's like, you know, you'll see a thumbnail that's just garbage and you know, it's garbage and just a brain dead, moronic asinine take 33,000 views. And a destructive you know, take and, and a destructive and take towards hours. society. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll have like 33,000 views in six hours or, a hundred thousand in, in a week. It's just like yeah. absolutely mind numbing. It feels almost useless, but it all, you know, it's the theme of this conversation. It's like, they don't, why do they get to decide? Why do, why do we have to leave or, or stop or yeah. let them dictate what the, the the terms of the conversation are going to be it reminds me of this line in serenity that Nathan Fillion's character Mal has where he says like, there's a lot of fine ways to die in the universe and I'm not waiting for the Alliance to choose mine. Yeah. I've always thought of that. Yeah. Like I just, I can't, I can't fathom. Like, like we, we talked about it off air. We've joked. Like if we just decided to throw away all of our morals and everything, we could have so much money. <laughs> the money is there for the taking. <laughs> like, but, yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I don't say this, you know, again, my life's been really easy. I, I, I truly Ain't no hero standing on the right side of history that should be the only choice people uh, make. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I could have chosen a different path creatively on, on YouTube or other things, podcasts, and and, and I see some of the uh, surface rewards. But it's like, what is that? What is success? Is it clicks and podcast revenue money? That certainly wouldn't hurt. It's what I want. I hope this episode gets the most views I've had. And I hope more people tune in and I hope more people enjoy the kind of conversations I want to have here. But it goes to what you're saying. I'm no longer, I can't worry about that. That's not my definition of success. My definition of success is trying to put a little bit more thought out into the world and not in a finger wagging way, but just in a, hey, let's all try to move forward together with this. Um, you know, unfortunately, I got stuck with you as a guest today, but, it, uh, you know, we'll get there. It's true. It's true. You can try again next week. This is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this has been fascinating, buddy, and I think you and I could talk on and on and on. And uh, definitely the nice thing about this series, the blathering conversations, not a blathervation, uh, is uh, it's not like the old days where I used to do knapsack files. And if you did your interview, that was it. You're done. You rarely come back. Um, I want to have these kind of conversations more and more with you. And the font trying to leave on a hopeful, positive note. We've talked about a lot of deep things. We, we touched on your abandonment issues here that you have. Yes. Uh, we got all those things. But um, – the, the, the weight of the world might be on your shoulders, but what is one thing that gets you up every day? Little, small, big, where you don't feel any of those issues. You don't feel any of the burdens. You just kind of get up with a smile. Let me tell you all about the value of dogs. Like, and I know you know this yes, yes. <laughs> as a dog lover, as an owner of dogs, uh, you and your fiance, Grace, two proud Chihuahua parents in mm -hmm. this world. My dog, his name is Mando. He's a, a 
Pomeranian Sheba, a Pomshi, as it were. This dog, he's not in here right now because he was more interested in chasing the bulldog around the yard. Um, the bulldogs, uh, the bulldogs, my mom's dog. Um, but Mando, who I got during COVID, um, before a vaccine, you know, we, he was just, I think he came from like a puppy mill and this place had him or whatever. And they were like trying to move these dogs out of there, like a puppies and rescues thing. And he was in that, he's like too, too old to be a puppy, but like too young to be a dog. Like mm-hmm, he was like mm-hmm. in that sort of spot. Like, like the where Britney, they were like, it's the Britney Spears song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like they were like, we're, we're going to mark him down a little bit in price. And yeah. like, I was like, what is going on? What's, what's going on with this guy? Like he's just, he's so precious. This dog is not an exaggeration to say has ferried me from the worst times of my life to these rebuilding times by not doing really much at all. Like they mm-hmm. are low effort creatures. Um, it's not like I have to sit and meditate with them every day. Mm-hmm. It's just the, him being around gives me some sort of hope because they are so well-intentioned. And when people, it sounds like such a generic answer, but when people talk to me about like depression or they ask like what I do, I'm like, get a pet. Like getting a pet is so, if you can afford it, Cause it is, you know, it can be expensive. Some, you know, if he, yeah. he yeah, jumps off the couch tomorrow and broke his leg, that would fucking suck, you yeah. know? Um, but it's just like the ability to tune in with someone that really needs you and takes you as you are because not to put a negative note in the positive note, but one thing I've, I've learned is that sometimes you'll get people that'll be like, are you okay? Like, they could text you every week and be like, Ken, how you doing? You okay? But some people don't ask if you're okay because they want to know. It's because they don't want to deal with you if you're not okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they are very mm-hmm. fair weather and they mm-hmm. want to pick their spot and everything. Dogs don't do that. So like d- dog, best thing. Yeah. Uh, second best thing, using my Duncan rewards points. <laughs> The best, <laughs> the best moment of my day Beautiful. is converting those points to a free iced coffee. Great wonderful. Thing. Asked and answered in a wonderful, beautiful way. Alden Diaz, it's great to get to know you even more than we already do here. Uh, uh, you know, I love you to death and can't wait to get you out here for some smokehouse cheese toast uh, again soon. Uh, thanks for wow. listening out there. Uh, uh, and uh, Alden, tell them where they can find and follow you and any final words from you here. Yes, you can find me personally at that Alden Diaz, T H A T A L D N D I A Z, on Twitter or X, Instagram, uh, Threads, Hive, TikTok, pretty much all of them. But I use like one of them, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just there's two, I don't have time. I don't have an assistant. I'm not an influencer. Um, but no. yeah, I would say everybody just keep tuning in to these conversations, uh, not these blathervations. And thank <laughs> you again for having me. I'm excited. We could do like a hundred more of these and they'd all be different. So I'm game. Maybe we will. I'm out of here. We'll see y'all next time. Hey, some housekeeping. It is official now. My first comedy uh, release, my comedy EP in my day. 
live at the Harrison Pub in London will be available October 10th. Or if you're listening later, it is available. There is, uh, you can get it on Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music. You can stream it there or you can purchase it. But also I want to let you know there's a special edition with bonus content available directly from me on Bandcamp, uh, kednapsock.bandcamp.com. That will be available on October 10th as well. You can support me at patreon.com slash kednapsock if you'd like to, but the best way to support, just listen, give a like, Give a comment, spread, share, tell people about what we're doing over here because a lot more is coming. We'll see you next time on The Blathering Conversations. Ah, I got it right this time. Mm-hmm.